My name is Jack Oatway. And I am trained for Danger J. Is that like all your first name? Like uh, a title? I'm a fighter today. You're a fighter? Yep. And I've Boring. been trained for danger. No one likes fighter. That's that's one of the first things it says in here. You're a well-rounded specialist first. You're boring. If I have to You're def- boring. If I had to describe myself, well-rounded specialist. That means I'm really good at everything. Well, yeah. And that's why you're boring. And you're basic. <laughs> and a basic. No, but in all seriousness, that's something we hear a lot. Fighters are boring. Simple. Vanilla. Sometimes vanilla is the best flavor. Yeah. Like when we're dealing with ice cream. But 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 you have to get vanilla to vanilla made with vanilla pod seeds. Not that vanilla that's flavored with like beaver gland scent. Yeah, that's bad. But there's a complexity to vanilla. There is. There's a, a, a multiple levels of flavor and depth, and we're trying to explore how you get that depth with a fighter, how to make a unique, interesting fighter that isn't your hack and slash commando, that isn't your, hey guys, I I can fire magic arrows three times for long rest. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. There's nothing wrong with those things. Some people want to be the sla- hack and slash guy things. in the party. But That's the thing okay. is, if you want to be a hack and slash guy in the party, you typically won't even go fighter. You'll choose, I see most people choosing barbarian. barbarian yeah. But people, some people just want, I want armor. I want my sword. I want my broadsword. I want to kill, but, but again, kill the monster. But again, then if they want, if they want armor and, and big sword, they say paladin. Well, no, no, no. But I don't want to be holy. But I'm just saying I don't want pa- religion. paladin and barbarian much more likely choices for people than fighter. Fighter well, just yeah. seems fighter just seems like it, it doesn't have anything to offer. Yeah, it, it doesn't feels it doesn't feel bland. like it's a it's an exciting you know, like the the barbarian is like a monster truck. Yeah. And the paladin is like some sort of crazy sports car. No, it's like some like uh like televangelists like big limo or something. something like that. Um whereas like the fighters like is like the pickup truck that won't stop maybe or or like maybe a muscle car maybe maybe it's like you know well is it a muscle car maybe the monk is the muscle car maybe the fighter is kind of like it's it's a sleeper like people don't see it coming it's like your toyota um your honda civic i don't know i'm just throwing out car names i don't know you just like you just you what do you know about cars I know um, the Ferrari is the big, the good one. The good one. If you're gonna have to, if you have to settle between the the Honda Civic and the Ferrari, if somebody's saying which do you want, take the Ferrari. No, I'm pretty sure. You even if Honda you want Civic. the Civic, you could resell the sure. Ferrari and keep the extra cash. And get two Civics get, or more. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we're talking fighter today. We're talking fighters, and you know, okay, fighters have got some good, sh- really good stuff going on. Um, I like how you tried to censor yourself. Yeah, yeah, there. I, I censored myself that. there. Uh, it's a family podcast. The uh, my favorite bit is all the ability scoring and improvements. Yeah, yeah, Unlike yeah. yeah. Others, How do you go in at sixth level? That makes me cry every time. Yeah, it they, with tears of joy. There's just there's just so many of them that if you like feats, or if you like having really high ability scores, or you like having really high ability scores, this is the way to, the way to go for sure. Mm, yeah, you get lots of ASIs. And so it doesn't, because, it's not so, if you can like start stacking lots of different mm. uh, ability score. I mean, uh, we've talked about our ASI Cavalier feats. before. Yeah. Um, and how we love playing that 15 foot bugbear reach. Yep, that's good fun. And we're gonna be talking about First, I do want to talk about the fighter, the general fighter ability called the fighting style. And I think we're then going to look at yeah. the non-magical and, approach and so, to yeah, fighter, so, so, the best so, way to do complex non-magical sure. fighting. And straight out of the gate, fighting style is the... Is, is what you get. It's, yeah, it's your first it, level feature. And it's what it's defines so, you as a fighter at first level. It's so pretty. Hmm? It's such a nice, easy way to sort of say, hey... You're, yeah, you're good at fighting. How, how, well, exactly. How but, do you want to be good at fighting? How do you exactly. want to theme this? How do you want to do this? What kind of fighter do you want to be? And, you know, creating that, that core theme at the very beginning, Surya the Gate, is such a lovely feature for this class um, that, yeah, you've, 
no doubt who the f- fighter is right from the mm-hmm. get-go. My complaint is that I don't think there's enough. I, I'm i like, ugh, only these options? And then I go to Ranger and Paladin and I'm like, ugh, only these options? I want more fighting styles. And yeah. the Class Future variants contributes a few, but I have and my own And you actually have identified a spot where also, like where D&D's 5th mm-hmm. edition without having to recreate, rewrite rules, could actually fix a few problems by creating, you could do a couple different ways. You could do class-specific fighting styles, mm. which would really help the old ranger out. Yeah, I um, the class feature variants have a couple as well, but. Yeah, where you have a, you know, just a, a few of these fighting styles, these, these things that layered on to these fighter type classes um, that, yeah, just help them out uh, a, a lot more, and especially, Especially the ones that, in low levels, um, without this would not be dealing nearly enough damage or not be that kind of tough enough. But Or have their own sort of unique flavor, which guides what kind of fighter they are. And that's what I love about the fighting style. I mean, it's super simple. There's seven of them. Um, and they're pretty straightforward. Archery, you're good at hitting things with bows. I mean, that's the simple simple idea. Defense, you're you're all about the armor. You know, yep. you're, you're extra stacked up on your armor. Or maybe you have don't have great armor but with this you're now at studded leather with 12 ac is at 13 ac plus your i don't know plus three dexterity is 16 studded, that's not bad studded leather maybe and yeah exactly you're up a little bit more and then yeah you're already pretty hard to hit you're already pretty hard to hit and just that one pl- without, little plus one bonus any, is good. yeah it, it takes you up one more notch which can really help uh especially if you're trying to keep super stealthy or if you're going double you want to double down on it like you got some 18 ac Maybe some 17 AC splint armor on. And you take this, now it's 18. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, as a fighter, it's not unusual to have both strength and dex. It's very true. Up. Uh, and it gives you the opportunity to do it. I think a major tip here for new players is that you don't have to pick strength for a fighter. You're not all about strength per se. No. Ranged attack rolls, any firearms, if you're playing a gunslinger, I know so many of my friends want to play gunslingers, pick dexterity. Strength is not what you're going for. I mean, if you're using thrown weapons, stick to strength. But if you're going to use a rapier, a dagger, if you're going to use yeah. some light weapons, well, finesse weapons. when they're thinking fighters, they're thinking swords, though. Sure. If you're thinking a long sword, then stick with your dexterity or your strength, not dexterity. But, but again, that's a little bit, it's a bit obvious. I would, I'd recommend going out there thinking, how think, do I? Yeah. What kind of weapon can I pick as well? How I mean, can I go I out of the box? You a, get full proficiency with any yeah, martial yeah. weapons of your choice. Once made a samurai with a halberd. Exactly. Why not? Or trident. Yeah. That one's a fun one. Doesn't get used a whole lot. Maybe even pick up the lance if you're feeling like it. You yeah. do need a mount to use it effectively. But Well the reason cool. I didn't go trident is that the class was Triton and I didn't want I didn't want the you didn't cliche. Want that classic cliche. Yeah. Yeah. So That's she fair. was she was like an underwater samurai. I do love the samurai subclass and the cavalier subclass subclass in the Rome, right? But we're also gonna be talking about the battle master a little bit today and how you can really take your command your allies command like do unique maneuvers that really give you an edge in combat yeah uh, and suddenly you see that vanilla is not so vanilla yeah, at all that vanilla is now very complex uh and and quite interesting to play especially if you like rolling dice mm, exactly and who doesn't love the clickety clack of little math i rocks? mean if you really want to do that pick a monk but we well, yeah, monks just do the same roll again and, and again it's true where with like battle master this but you know it's for varied the superiority die gives you a lot more options Very than true. your key points do Very true are you a duelist perhaps pick up dueling great weapon fighting protection two weapon fighting but i feel like that's not enough and so those are all good and simple and you can read those those are all in the player's handbook on dnd beyond for you to look at but i want to talk about some of the style options for rangers paladins and fighters all in the class feature variants we start off with blind fighting and this has been something that I've sort of thought about a little bit, you know. Perhaps a monk could pick this. A blind monk could pick this up. Yeah, It'd be a very cool character if you can it's somehow invest of, one of, level of, in fighter. Of all the homebrew that's publicly available on D and D Beyond, one of the most sought after feats is blind fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's even better as a fighting style. Yeah, I think personally. it works perfectly as a fighting style. I think it's too much or too little to it, like to be a standalone like feet in your whole asi yeah what would you give people with blind fighting what sort of like just five foot blind sight 
Uh, no. Uh, here it's written, being unable to see a creature doesn't impose disadvantage on your attack rolls against it, provided the creature isn't hidden from you. All right. So basically, it's not really blind sight, but it's more just neutralizing. It's blind fighting. You don't need to be able to right. see a target. To... Ne- neutralizes yeah. the, the disadvantage. Hmm? Does that mean... If you're blinded, you're still okay. Does that mean okay you can gain things? advantage? Uh, you could. If it doesn't, If yeah. you were fighting in the dark and couldn't see? Yeah. I mean, if there's another thing giving you advantage, for example, if you're a samurai and you use your fighting spirit to gain advantage on attack rolls, right. you now have advantage while you can't see. Or if I had a friend flanking. Or, if, well, if you're using the variant flanking rules. Who doesn't? I don't. I've never used flanking rules. <sighs> What's wrong with you? It's, I, it's just, we never get to a scenario. My people I play with aren't coordinated enough to get around the other side of an enemy. But there's ways to do that with perhaps a couple maneuvers that we'll talk about in a minute. Interception, I like this one a lot, although I've tweaked it a little bit. Uh, it has it written where you can reduce it by 1d10 plus your proficiency bonus, but you must be wielding a shield or melee or martial weapon. Uh, and it's when a creature within five feet of you is hit with an attack, you can like try and reduce the damage, you know, like parrying the sword or blocking with your shield or like an arrow coming and you deflect it. I changed it to uh, when a creature you can see hits a target within five feet of you with a weapon attack, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage by 1d6 plus your proficiency bonus. I think 1d10 plus 2 at the gate is crazy. You could essentially, like, every single turn be reducing it by, I mean, up to 12. On average, say around 7. That's most low-level attacks at first level that you're just cutting, like, completely done. That's quite powerful. Very powerful. So I'd put it down to a d6, so it's minimum of 3, maximum of uh, 9 at first level, and eventually maximum of 12, which I think is fair. It's not too bad. And if you aren't wielding a shield or martial weapon when taking this reaction, you suffer the reduced damage yourself. So you could just like throw your body in the way, but then you take the reduced damage. Or you could try and intercept with your own weapon. Again, this is, this is pretty advanced stuff. You hmm. won't find beginning players sacrificing themselves for each other very much. Pro-level players can see the advantage if you're the fighter in the party or to more often the barbarian or things or like that. Things. Exactly. that you have a tank role and that the if it's between you and the glass cannon it needs to be you mm-hmm. we need to keep the glass cannon yeah, we need up to keep the sorcerer alive and to keep concentration and or, now yeah that dc 12 concentration check is the, now a dc 4 concentration dc 10 you know exactly range like, attack rogue who's got to you know keep dropping their massive sneak attack bombs mm-hmm. whatever it might be you can now get offer that protection. You've, you've got to be able to provide Especially that. Especially if you're a paladin or something sure. along that nature. Uh, then in class feature variants is thrown weapon fighting. And I had a similar idea when I was writing up my Fighting Styles Expanded document for my player handout stuff. And essentially it's you can draw a weapon that has a thrown property as a part of the attack action uh, you make with the weapon. So essentially now you don't have to use your object interaction to pull out the thing and then your action to throw it and then have no other object interactions. It's just all one quick motion like you like reach into like in an instant you reach into your your coat pocket and out comes the dagger flinging towards the enemy before they can even you know things like that in addition when you hit a range attack using a thrown weapon you gain a plus one bonus to the damage roll i didn't think that was very flavorful uh so i changed it to where thrown weapon fighting i i still kept the drawn property as that's all all good to me uh but i had it so attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on the ranged attack roll uh with thrown weapons and you can use your bonus action to increase the long range of a thrown weapon you're holding by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. So that way you can like try and like arc back and hit something from just another 10 feet away. But that could be, you know, game changing, extra distance, you know, plus with that disadvantage uh, could be very useful. So that was my addition to thrown weapon fighting for those who like hand axes, daggers and whatnot, who can now throw it a little bit farther. Uh, and then finally, they introduce unarmed fighting. If you don't want to be a monk, but still want to do some brawling, unarmed brawling. Uh, you can deal bludgeoning damage uh, with your unarmed strikes equal to 1d6 plus your strength modifier. Uh, it says here if you strike with two free hands, it becomes a d8. I'm not a very big fan of that. I think just make two attacks with both hands, but like maybe that's just me. So I, I cut that out. And when you successfully start a grapple, you can deal 1d4 bludgeoning damage to the grappled creature until the grapple ends. You can also deal this damage to a creature whenever you hit it with a melee attack. I kept that as well. It's just nice to give... A little bit more offensive capability to grappling rather than just sort of restraining someone's movement a little bit uh so those are all the ones listed there in class feature variants although there is one mentioned just for fighters where you can pick out um scrolling past fighter 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 uh superior technique where you learn one maneuver of your choice 
among those available to the Battlemaster archetype. I have this in my list as well. Right, and so that's that's super cool. Mm. So basically you can, and there's another way to do this with the martial adept feat. Um, and actually combining those two things together could actually give you- Lots of, yeah, you don't even need to would, be a Yeah, you could don't need, you're, like, you're, you're almost, you could have almost two subclasses at that point. It's like you're part battle master and then part choose another. But you've invested all your fighting styles and feats and stuff into that as well. But yeah, it's not a bad idea at all to pick that up. But then you could also choose something like cavalier or samurai if you want a little bit more uh, different option, or if you want to go super basic born. Just kidding. You can go champion to get that get better crit rate, which is you know it's okay if you want to do that. It's not bad, but that's pretty much all the champion offers. I mean, it's the simplest to me, subclass in the game, where it just gives you slightly better crit rates. I mean, it's one of like pretty easy, like one of the easiest to comprehend abilities in the game is that, oh, okay. Now, when I roll a 19 or 20 on this die, I can double my damage, which don't get me wrong, 10% chance to crit is never a bad thing to have. Yeah, um, it, it, it doesn't have a lot else. Like until at seventh level, you can start to, uh, you had half proficiency bonuses to any strength decks or constitution check you make uh, that doesn't already have a bonus. Um, also pretty easy to understand how that works. Um, tenth level, you get an extra fight, another fighting style. Fif bad. 15, Having extra fighting 15th, style 15th you go to nice. super critical. 18, yeah, 18, 15% chance. Um, I guess if that's a thing. That's a pretty you. good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, I just, I think if you, all right. I think you need to talk to your DM about how you're going to do criticals if you're going to play this. Like, I have seen variants on how people do critical role yeah. uh, damage. Like, yeah, exactly. Could which, you put which lingering injuries out, into it or system shock? Well, or maxing it out where like instead, of rolling, instead of rolling the damage dice twice, you roll once for normal damage and then you add maximum damage. Like, so it's a, say it's a D10, wow, a good. D8, say. You add the full eight to it. To it. Plus an so, extra D8. Well, okay, so you do one one D8 damage. Typically, so, so normally of, my rapier does one D8. I crit. Right, so it would be one D8 plus eight. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Well, I think I mean it makes it makes critical hits feel much more substantial. more substantial. But what if I'm a rogue and I get a critical hit and I have three D6 sneak attack and a D8 rapier? Yeah. Okay. So plus eighteen plus eight. Yeah, I guess we give you the the full. Plus twenty six. <laughs> Jeez, ouch! At fifth level, um, the the rogue sneak attack is quite powerful, uh, but the re rogue one does get one of those shots. So it's, it's true, very true. And it, it requires a bit of setup to make. Although a good player can make it every round usually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose that it does. Rogues rogues kind of break it a little bit, but <laughs> but it could also be broken by certain paladin, paladin things divine smite divine maybe? smites that come in with a critical um and things like that but but i mean let's face it crits don't come up that often um sure they should come up three times as much for a 15th level champion but who's playing 15th level champions out there and now I mean, you're a, well, a, look at your friends very, they're casting meteor like swarms saying, they're doing all these very, things and this is a just, very basic yeah. character this is something you give to somebody who's like super nervous about playing the game and doesn't like want to know yeah, a lot exactly. of rules doesn't or things. want to get too rule heavy so you're like okay well it's all right simple. human just champions swing swing your sword or axe or whatever at this thing just and get your strength the, to 20 get your constitution to 20 roll the dice yeah exactly pick up great weapon fighting you know just something simple or even simpler pick up defense well, level level one as a using point by as a regular human you could get not variant human, just regular. Just human. regular human. You could put we're going 15, super vanilla. Put fifteen into con and strength, and you get sixteen in both of those. Sixteen you in get both plus of those. one to everything. Yeah, uh, you could get a fairly. I'd recommend maybe uh, twelve dexterity, fourteen dexterity if you can, but you might want to save some stuff for some mental stats. I'd put at least ten in all of the ability checks. I mean, you could put eight in charisma and intelligence and still be okay. Probably. You probably yeah. have a lot of people or charisma it, on your or party. Like you said, maybe you're right. Maybe this we're going super vanilla. Just put them like really everything's okay oh. down the middle. Oof. Super <laughs> vanilla. Ugh. Ugh. I don't uh, like this character anymore. <laughs> they're not 
they're they're gonna have a chance of passing everything. That's that's okie dokie. Or they're gonna fail everything. Ugh, maybe. Ugh nothing. They're, they're interesting not, they're not about good at anything. That makes me angry. But that's kind of it, right? That's kind of what we're saying. It, it, should we have a character that's not good at anything? I I think yeah no I I don't want that character either. I, I want a specialist. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe some people want to play. Well, I think this we're trying to add flavor, right? Like. We're trying to make a unique. If character. if if your ASIs, then each time you have an ASI, you just add plus two to one of the other stats. That you haven't them, like bring them all up. bring them all up. That makes so, me so angry. Yeah, like by <laughs> oh. by the time you get to whatever, uh, you get what one at at four, six, eight, and again at twelve. Or do you get another one at ten? Yeah, um, uh, you. I, you I, I think it's like four, six, eight, twelve. Yeah, four, six, eight, twelve. Sixteen, um, nineteen. You get another martial archetype feature at ten. Um, so, so the the first at at four you add it. So we had it. You had. Let's it, just do like strength dex. So you had. So we started with strength dex, both being. Or no, you said strength constitution, didn't you? Strength constitution. I, think I would both at sixteen. No, no, no. But we're playing eleven and everything, or wherever it is. Super right, do, simple. Do a point by for us. On I'll this, do a quick point by. And let's see if we could. If we could make the most average champion, mm. um, could they get, could we get 16 on every stat? Could we, I think, yeah, but who would want, At what level uh, would we hit 16 at every stat? That makes me so, that makes me nervous. I don't know 16 why. at every that stat. By 15th level, can we have 16 in every stat and the ability to create on 18 to 20? That's, that makes me so mad for some reason. I don't know why that makes me, that makes me mad. I've pulled up the Indie Beyond. Ugh, who would want to play a character like that? That's infuriating. You'd have you'd have two attacks. You'd have a sword. Well, you have more than two attacks if you're a fighter at that point. Oh, you get uh, you're right. Three attacks at that. Well, point. If you're twentieth level, you've got four attacks. We're playing fifteenth level. Oh, we're fifteenth level. Okay, then you've got three attacks. Well, actually, sixteenth sixteenth level will give us the one more ASI. We'll go to sixteen. See see, can we get all of our stats up at that point? I'm just like seeing what's the. The average. If we can have 11 and everything and still 9 points left over. Alright, then we can have 12 and everything. Put 11, 12 and everything and still have 3 points. So we do need to be a little uneven. But every all of our stats are currently sitting at 13. All 1 point away from being a, a an average for a... So, no, but did we start with... But I thought we'd start with strength being a bit higher. Okay, we'll start... I'll put one more in strength. So now it's at 14. We still have two left over. Should I put constitution. another? Constitution and dexterity? Just get, yeah, I mean, if we can level them out. So now those, so you got strength, dexterity, and constitution at 14, and intelligence, wisdom, and charisma at 13. That's not bad. All right, what if we level the others out to 12 and then push them? No, no, we're going down the middle. We're trying to get the, in the middle, boring middle, everything's All right. samey. So fourth level then. All right, we're fourth level fighter. We've picked up our proficiencies, our fighting styles, uh, our martial archetype, and now we're going ability score improvements. We're not taking a feat. We're just investing in what we don't have skills in, which is intelligence and charisma and wisdom, I suppose. Let's put some intelligence and wisdom. So those both get one and go up to 14. Yeah. So now we've got 14 in everything except charisma. So everything's a plus two. Honestly, it's not bad. Having a plus two in everything, it's not bad. Then we have another ASI. We can put one in charisma to round that out to 14, and then let's invest another in strength, putting it to 15. This is sixth level. I don't like the fact that we've always going to have an odd number, though. What do you mean? All right, we'll work on that in a minute. We'll so find, got, no, we'll but find that, a that's, feat that's, that that's picks a up. sacrifice. We'll have to find a feat that picks up the, the half number. Strength 15, dexterity 14, constitution 14, everything 14. So strength is currently our highest. We're moving to level eight, where we pick up another ASI, Put one in constitution and dexterity. Here. That puts us at 15 for all of our physical stats and 14 for all of our non-physical stats. Then we move to level 12 where we get our next ASI. Then we pick up one in intelligence and wisdom. Which puts us at everything is at 15 besides... Charisma. And then we move all the way to 16, our last ASI here. Oh, no, we get one at 14 double. Yeah. Oh, okay, very good. Then we put one in charisma, and we put one in strength, which means our strength is now plus three, finally. 
And then in our 16th level, we gain our final ASI for this build so far, and we put it in Dexterity and Constitution. So just going super middle of the line, focusing a little bit more on physical, we gain 16, 16, 16 for Strength, strength, Dexterity, and Constitution. 15, 15, 15 for Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma with a human. So we've got plus three in all of our physical stats and plus two in all of our mental stats. Yeah, I mean, with a little bit of jiggery in there, I feel like... What an awful character. I'd, I'd give up those those what odd i'd give up those character. odd points in like the 15s just like let take the, one let, out the, of... let the 15s be 14s and then yeah, i agree put the put the rest into strength where does that get us all right so we take one out of intelligence wisdom charisma putting them all at 14 giving us three points we can expend and so we can put two into putting our strength to 17 and having <sighs> one point left over Damn not it. quite a plus four <laughs> Can we in the bounds of point can five? We, all right. Now, if you want to dump stat something, dump stat something. Take two points. All right. Away. I'll put I'll I'll put our intelligence all the way to nine. Which well, I'll no, keep just it. take it take it back down to ten. That should be enough points. Well, no, with our, our our thing already, we'll have twelve in it. Oh, okay. Does that give us enough? We points have three then? points. No. Oh, now we can move it. Yes, now we can move it to eighteen. So strength's eighteen, and our intelligence is twelve. Yeah, but we have 18 we, strength, 16 constitute, and we still have one point left over. Huh. Could invest one more back into... Uh, throw it in constitution. Throw it. We can't. Oh, it's, it's... We can only put it in one of our mental stats. All right. Should I put, put intelligence back, back up to 12? Put it back 12? into intelligence. Just in case. <laughs> Ugh, what a funny character. We've got plus four in our strength, plus three in dex and constitution, plus two in wisdom and charisma, and plus one in intelligence. Pretty balanced character. Pretty, th this is probably the most balanced character you'll ever see. You'll never see someone this good unless they've cheated at rolling. Yeah. And this is, keep in mind, this is 16th level. It is this 16th is level. all of our ASIs except for our 19th level one. You have, very, all... you have a very, a very vanilla character. <sighs> it's not any one particular thing, but at the same time, you don't suck at anything, really. You're going to have fairly good rolls across the board. And uh, you've got a bunch of attacks. Don't play this character. You've got a bunch of attacks. You're gonna, you're gonna picked up something like, um, like, you know, be good with a sword, right? Um, well, are you that good? You have a plus four bonus. That's it. I mean, that's not bad. But your friends at this point probably have a plus five, at that nice twenty mark. Yeah, but can't your fighting style make up for this? You've got could two. It? You it get, could. Well, then what do we? Well, no, actually, no. But we could pick up dueling. If we picked up dueling, then we're perhaps, plus two to damage. Plus two to damage, and that would give us, I mean, unless they picked up dueling, that would give us one point edge on them. So at the end of the day, we we've played up, a boring character, paid, but I picked know, up that variant class one that allowed us to nope, pick up. No variants, nothing. We're playing vanilla. <laughs> straight out of the book. Straight out of the book. Um, do you, you get another fighting style, though, don't you? Uh, uh, we do not. Only if you're, oh, mm. if you're a champion, you do. You're very much so right. 100% right at that 10th level so yeah um additional fighting style 10th level so we picked up let's say we picked up dueling at first level yeah what we what would we add to that proficiencies i'm just going athletics and acrobatics that's pretty simple and then we can also pick up archery defense great weapon fighting yeah maybe defense you get the plus one to your ac okay Again, That's very vanilla. Really, as simple as you can go. Right, keeps it simple. Keeps making it a little bit harder to hit without having to do any extra funny math. And you've got your long sword, but it's better when you attack with it one-handed. You don't get that plus two damage if you're holding it with both hands. Yeah. Or we could go great weapon fighting and try and re-roll those ones and twos. That way, it could really make some good crits. Again, it's a bit complicated, though, isn't it? That's true. It's a little complicated. You're hundred percent right. Like, we're trying to do simple here. Yeah. Would you play this, this vanilla character? character? Absolutely not. I think I would make a million changes to this before I even deemed them playable. Yeah, lots eyes. of slashes with that sword. Lots of tries to get. Uh, especially with your action surge, you could have six tries to get 18 to 20. Oh, my God. I don't like it. I mean, we're probably going to get it. I wonder what the probability is there. You also get to pick up another um, martial archetype. Oh, no, it's just the feature that picks up. Mm. My bad. Um, just looking at the trying to look down the list here of what else we might have picked up. 
you've picked up Indomitable by this point, which mm-hmm. uh, is you're a, can re-roll saving throws that you fail. And we score a critical hit on 18 through 20. That's it. That's all this character does. Or Survivor. If we went another two levels, we get Survivor where we regain hit points. But yeah, this is, this is, all this character is is an extra little touch to AC, a little extra bonus to damage. Maybe a little bit better crit chance. Better chance to crit. This is a boring character. This is our point here. I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent. Everything is absolutely normal. They're, they're human. They're straight white male. <laughs> well, not they are as but... boring as boring can be. Let us now go the other end of the spectrum. Let's make a crazy. Well, we're not going to actually build them here, but we're going to make that was a theory of concept. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what can we do to really like spice up that? How can we like what's a fighter archetype that lets us fight with better? With, would, with you give that, would you give that, that roles boring fighter to a brand new player who'd never played D&D before? I wouldn't put it at 16th level, but I would give it to them perhaps at 6th <laughs> level. level. Yeah. I, All right. So. First time playing D&D, here's a 16th level character. We're fighting a Well, most Hydra. of the time I wouldn't give a 16th level character to a new player because there's too many features on the sheet. There's too many things and they're like, what does this do? And what does that do? And they would spend more time asking like, like she'd, they'd just be so overwhelmed that all they'd want to do is just hit something with their sword. The beautiful thing about this is that 16th level, there's almost no features. All you can do is hit something with there's, your sword. There's really no extra weird things you've got to calculate or figure out how to use it in a situation. All you do is walk in and hit stuff with your stick. Mm. I, this is still overwhelming to a new player. Just seeing like hit points, proficiencies, fighting stuff, second wind yeah, action. But if you see it on a character sheet, though, if you see it on a character sheet, it's just <sighs> it's just a big lump of hit points. Uh, an AC number and hits it with your longsword, and it should just be like medium armor too. Yeah, just not even like full, like half plate maybe. Maybe, yeah. Chain yeah. shirt, something like that. Yeah, chain shirt. Chain shirt. That's so boring. Ugh, Ugh. that's so boring. All it's right. a disadvantage on nope. stealth checks, though, isn't it? With yeah. Chain shirt. Where yeah. half plate doesn't disadvantage with. No, stealth. I still think it is. I may be wrong about I that. I could be but, wrong too. Um, uh, but it's. It, I sort of feel like. Yeah, it'd be good to sort of give him something that wasn't too disadvantaged. No, nope. Dis- I think it's okay. I think go like the like the worst possible option where you still have disadvantage, but, it, but, but you again, don't even the thing get good about, AC bonus. Yeah, but that's, that's just it. I was sort of thinking like try not to make them have to roll extra dice or figure stuff out. Like the idea would be give it like a this changer like that's no so easy. This is like no min-maxing whatsoever. Like no, this, this is the opposite. This is about the, the median. Like, Find the median no optimizing stats no getting crazy combos and exploiting rules or sentinels or polar master stuff like this is all as simple as it gets but i want to talk a little bit about our other options here i mean i talked a little yeah. bit about fighting styles Gale, to make them interesting actually chain shirts are okay no disadvantage no, on stealth for chain shirts well there you go and it, isn't it 15 or, or AC? breastplate is it 15 ac uh Chain shirt is 13 plus oh, 13. dex uh, 13 modifier. Plus dex. Right. So okay. they get the plus two off of that, plus the additional plus one. So they would have a 16 AC with that. That's pretty bad. Pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. Low for... average <laughs> for a 16th level character. With a chain shirt. Yeah, but the it's monk only... has 20 AC it's a 50... and it's, a ring of protection. It's, a, it's only a 50 GP. Very modest. Um,. Yeah, and the the monk isn't wearing anything, and they've got better right, armor well than then, you. Well, then then let them have the let them have by that level if uh, the four hundred GP breastplate, right, or which, the cloak which, of protection, which gives them, you know, at that point we give them seventeen AC, or a barrier tattoo if we want to go into Thakana. Yeah, we're getting too fancy again. <laughs> breastplate simple enough. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Longsword, breastplate, longsword, breastplate, shield. Oh, maybe a shield. <gasps> Do we use a shield and? And our a longsword in one hand because we're a dueler. So there Boom. you go. 18. Our AC is now eighteen or even twenty if we got well, a breastplate. No, right? it's plus two, so it's nineteen. I think we've figured is it, this out. So right? what's breastplate? Isn't breastplate eighteen? Shield gives us plus two, so breastplate will be with our dex modifier. will take us to sixteen. Breastplate sixteen, right? Breastplate's fourteen plus two. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. And then another plus two for that is eighteen plus one for our defense fighting style. Nineteen. AC nineteen. That's not bad. That's fine. Go. That's actually, you know what? That is AC fine. nineteen. That's fine. And six tries to crit. Mm. Twice per long rest. You can do that. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Do not. I mean, if you want to play that character and you've never played D&D before, go for it. But 
Start off at like if you, your DM. Whenever start the DM off says level, like make a perception check, it. make an investigation check, make a survival check, you'll be like, if yeah, it, players, it's fine like, because yeah. you're pretty much the same on all those checks. It's true. Your numbers are. Yeah, are I mean, your saving throws are going to be slightly unbalanced just because you have proficiency with some, and your proficiency, like you got two proficiency with like two things. I'm sure you have like a folk hero background or something. <gasps> that would be the best folk hero background. Oh my god, that's terrible. That's awful. Is there a more boring one than folk hero? Soldier. Yeah, it's maybe. Hermit. Folk hero is kind of interesting because you're like her heroic figure almost. Although it is kind of boring, I, I will agree. It's like the most archetypal. Yeah, I'm an adventurer hero. I'm an adventurer hero. Everybody knows that. I'm an adventurer hero. Yeah, Outlander <laughs> doesn't really fit. We're just doing one straight yeah, yeah, from the yeah. player handbook. Um, maybe soldier. Soldier is kind of boring. As well. I mean, there's like a military rank aspect to it that can be kind of interesting. And if you want to play a proper soldier, why not go Battlemaster? That's a much cooler thing. And we're going to talk about the Battlemaster right now. Yes. We're transitioning. Battlemaster, enough talk about this boring champion. How can I be an interesting fighter? Yeah, so if, if that's too boring for you, and if it's not too boring for you, well, then you're welcome. Steal this character. Steal this character. Play the most Play average, the most fighter, average fighter ever. And in fact, you know what? If you are doing a one-shot with some friends and you just don't, and they, you don't want What if you all play that guy? You're all just like clones of that guy. And you're like, you want to bore the hell out of your DM? It's like, yeah, we're playing four very middle of the road champions all of us are champions yeah like there's like the only difference is like one has proficiency with like history you, no you've each taken like yeah one of you guys got different language <laughs> as your extra language that's it that's the only difference yeah you so like speak... name and face is slightly different but yeah. that's it all the asis or, all the skills, or you all, all choose people. the same language as your extra language y'all all of you speak halfling like for some only, reason you're only speaking like you just like, like forfeit the most the most comments. useless one to halfling yeah like no use whatsoever yeah. or like go something crazy like oh yeah we're gonna be playing like uh in the i don't know let's play in the astral plane it's like all right everyone pick infernal what yeah we're just even even like everyone a, pick orc. a sword coast sort of thing and it's just like i mean orc can be useful but yeah we've all chosen Halfling will we've never all, be useful <laughs> we've all chosen yeah minotaur or something Oh, oh god what if they all chose like luxodon or something yeah, we've all chosen to speak Ooh, luxodon. Yeah, 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 yeah. which is hilarious though because you could all speak in code to True. each other and nobody around you to... but isn't luxodon sort of sound like trumpeting yeah so you're all doing at each other i'm not sure if it actually sounds like that but <laughs> all right battle master battle master go faster battle master this is what the battle master gets they, they, those who emulate this archetypal battlemaster employ martial techniques passed down through generations. To a battlemaster, combat is an academic field, sometimes including subjects beyond battle, such as weaponsmithing and calligraphy. <laughs> not every sometimes fighter. Needlepoint. <laughs> not every fighter absorbs the lesson of history, theory, and artistry that are reflected in the battlemaster archetype. But those who do are well-rounded fighters with great skill and knowledge. Yeah, they're great. Look, they the. If you want to be a, a the next tier fighter, you pick this. Maneuvers are so much fun. Like, I mean, yeah. also pick samurai or cavalier. Yeah, yeah I those like are that. other things. But this is like Don't this play is Arcane the next Archer. time. Like, if you want choices, you want to be able to choose different things for different situations. Um, this is so cool because so many of the other classes will give you, like, say you're a sorcerer. It's like, oh how many meta magics you get to choose from there's a big list but mm. you get picked two and it's like oh and man. you can't choose you can't change it whatsoever you can't mix them up or when do you anything. gain when you gain a level can i is i think you can only change it do you, can you change it when you gain a level or is it when you when you gain another meta magic option that you can change it because are, are you like stuck with it for like how yeah, you are it's like they're really hard to change up whereas maneuvers there's like 16 of them mm. 16 lots and this is for a subclass and they're like you can do all sorts of crazy things with them um and yeah if you if you want a taste of these you can choose the martial adept feat for anybody or if you're using under the arcana rules yeah then you can invest one level in the fighter class right. and pick up one yeah uh that's true and and this is fun you get to choose from special maneuvers that are all going to be helpful in combat either helping your allies or helping you so if you wanted to be that support fighter here is your option yeah maneuvers you learn three maneuvers of your choice which are detailed under the maneuvers 
which we will explain in a minute. Many maneuvers enhance an attack in some way. You can only use one maneuver per attack. Good to keep in mind. You're going to learn two additional maneuvers at, of your choice at 7th, 10th, and 15th level. So that means you'll eventually know nine different maneuvers. And each time you learn new maneuvers, you can also replace one maneuver you know with a different one. How do you use these? Can I use these willy-nilly? Like, what, what to do with this? You gain superiority dice, which is what it's called. You have four superiority dice, just to show how much how superior you are to all the other fighters. Take that, key points. Exactly. Well, I still, I like my key points, which are all D8s. I think they increase in if yeah, they, they are get bigger D10s than D12s. Uh, but if you pick up the martial adept feat, I believe it is a D6. Yeah. And if you also gain it from the fighter uh, UA fighting style, it is also a D6. But for you, it's D8s. Which is a nice, yeah, like my nice. favorite dice, really. Or if you pick up that fighting style and be a battle master, you get a D6 and four D8s. And if you go with that feat later on, then you have another D6. You got six uses of it already. Anyways, a superiority dice expended when you use it. You regain all of your expended superiority dice when you finish a short or long rest. So you can use four maneuvers per day. And you get another one to use at 7th and 15th level. But if you also invested in those two other things that we said before, you could have up to eight maneuvers every day. It's like almost as many spell slots as a 17th level wizard. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, there's more so much more dy dy dynamism. There's so much more things Versus you can, like choice, you know, you can do with this choice. than almost any mm. of the other subclasses that give you For these things. Fighter. Yeah. It's, it's unrestricted. And because of that, it's got a lot of flavor at the table. You can, you can sit there and be watching how stuff's playing out in the battle and coming up with like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, and you're you right. You, are, cool you don't get all 16 groups. of them, exactly. but you get so many of them that you can have a selection ready for exactly. a lot of situations and there'll be some in here that you just don't like that just don't seem to work for your sort of character so and, just don't pick it and you skip exactly. over those ones you'll end up with almost all the ones that seem to make sense to you and maybe even more that in when you first choose them you're like i don't know i'll ever use that and then sure enough you'll be like oh you're in a fight where you're like i got an idea mm. and well i you know, this creativity comes out with the battle master which is a lot of fun and you know what? The Battlemaster doesn't have to look a lot different from that really boring build we did. They don't have to be some sort of super specialist sort of thing. Like if you still want to have, I just want to kind of have an ordinary looking fighter. This is still can be a very ordinary fighter. You don't have to be, I, you know, I don't want to dream up like some super themey thing. It's just, I want to have somebody who's just the dude that fights. And this makes you the really cool dude that yeah. fights. Yeah, and now your party is like, oh my God, thank you, dude who fights. You're not just hoping that you get a good crit. <laughs> I, back, You're now helping I want, the rest of the I party. Want my next, I want my next fighter to be the dude. Mm. Just I don't see why not. Drinking white Russians yeah. the but whole But by the time. way, a good thing to go into this knowing that uh, some of your maneuvers are going to have a, a saving throw that's required. And so whenever it says that, you use your maneuver save DC, which is equal to eight, plus your proficiency bonus, which it... When you pick this is two, but we'll scale higher. Plus your strength or dexterity modifier. So you can go a ranged battle master if you want. You don't have to be that hack and slash up close guy. Yeah. You could be a crossbow user. You could be throwing weapon stuff. This doesn't restrict you in any manner yeah. or how you want well, to fight. And, and you know what? I think there's, there's, if you can work out your build with your point by putting strength, dex, and constitution up, and relying on your rest of your party for a lot of the other things, knowing that you are a bit of a fighting specialist, but not so special like some fighters who are either range or melee. Yeah, like an arcane archer obviously isn't going to have great melee. No, like you're saying, and a cavalier I'm saying that. isn't really meant to have great range. And and likewise, like if you build a paladin or a barbarian, can. you're kind of saying we're yeah, going to do the same thing. We're going to do melee. Although exactly. I do have a range dex barbarian. But they're That's a, a, a very <laughs> unusual build and it's trickier to pull off. But the, but yeah, this is a character where you can have versatility. Exactly. You can choose any type You're of like, weapon you have want. a longbow and have a longsword. Absolutely. And have a glaive and have a sling. Yeah. Why not? Have a, a, a club and have a, a these club? rocks. Wants a club. No, because you can act as a baseball bat and then you throw the rocks and you hit it with your bat. Fun. I think that should be a weapon. Baseball bat. That should be fun. Um, but also, fun thing, you get a proficiency with one type of artisan's tools of your choice. So uh, I think Tulak the Barbarian, if you've ever watched his channel, makes it pretty clear that you have to choose calligraphy. Any other choice is just a waste of this feature. I mean, it's the most powerful choice in the well, game. Well, it mentions it straight tools, up that you are... <laughs> Why would you not choose calligraphers' tools? Yeah. 
Um, well, because you want to be able to write nice letters. It's it's the most For powerful correspondence, thing. In the game. Correspondence Broken. is a thing, and depending how you run your game, like some people include a mail delivery service using like ravens or owls or um, as one that I play in, I keep insisting that we try and send turkeys, <laughs> which is based out of enchantment. The turkeys run along the ground. Gobble, 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 gobble. The DM hates it. I think it's a fun idea. I know everybody at the table's taken to it immediately. The DM like says, no, no, that's not canon. That's not canon. <laughs> but your bread and butter. We keep sending a, turkeys. I don't know where they keep going. As a battle master is your maneuvers. What you get, they're all listed down here. And the reason I don't feel like this is bloated in comparison with the uh, Bard College of Spirits is because there are feats which give you this. There are other options which make use of this. This is not the only way to get these. And though there are a lot of options, this is a subclass where it says, and okay, look, each you are all of, about your different and options. And each one of these is so well thought out. Exactly. So like um, simple, but not too like bloated or like like weirdly esoteric or hard to find scenarios for. These are all super simple yeah. in their concept and very straightforward, which I can really appreciate. Um, but going through them quickly, uh, I think I'm just going to talk. Like you pick out the three that you really like, right, and I'll well, just talk about. Or even pick a couple of favorites because you've got some you want to add to this list, right? Uh, not this list. It's the, all the fighting styles oh, the as fighting well. Styles, but yeah. uh, this is good to note. Just uh, there's things like commander strikes where uh, when you take the attack action, you can use your bonus action for go when making one of your own attacks. I know. I was just a lot I was of so stuff thinking this would be cool to pair up with, with being mastermind, a mastermind rogue, yeah. but then after reading through it, it's kind of annoying because you have to give up an attack and a bonus action mm. and that's the only so bit, which is fine yeah, as a fighter is, because i'm like mm. i got six attacks but if it's a rogue you're like oh wait a sec i'm my giving one up, attack on well, my and the bonus action is so and valuable my bonus action. Exactly. so like, to just cough up both of those it doesn't commander strike doesn't work very well uh, unfortunately uh disarming strike could be a little bit better where you can expend a superiority die to attempt to disarm the target forcing it to drop one item of your choice that is holding uh, you add the nice thing about most of these is that you get to add the support. Yeah, well, and, support and actually the thing that's going die. through this and the, the super die. The reason that it's I was as I'm going through it and I was thinking, oh, they the idea of having this mastermind that would sit back and command people and and assist the party and boost them. You realize actually when you read through this, none of this really does that. All of this stuff assumes you are going to be attacking in the combat. And as you do that attack, you get extra stuff sort of rolled in with that. Um, whereas if you're trying to make a mastermind, often you're trying to think, how do I stay out of the fight? Um, none of the maneuvers keep you out of the fight. They're all pretty good at mm -hmm. keeping you in it. Uh, you can add things like disarming. We could disarm something that falls at someone's feet. And then your wizard, who's ready the mold earth, buries it five feet in the dirt. I know I say this all the time, but yeah. it's such a good thing if you just get rid of someone's weapons. Sure is. I, I like the lunging one as well. We've talked about this mm, in other builds. Well. Adding an extra five feet reach is yeah, it's crazy you get to fun. Your twenty foot like halberd. We <laughs> look at our cavalier episode if you want to. You want to learn how to that. how to have a twenty foot reach with a, a character, mm. uh, which that's a heckish long reach with a melee weapon. Yeah, that's like the short range of a thrown weapon. We talked about this before. Throw a dagger twenty feet or what? hit something with your halberd over twenty hit feet it with away. With your pole arm. That's a long distance away. I mean, try and measure 20 feet in your mind. Like, can you visualize 20 feet in someone, like, hitting you with or a Or even when you look at weapon? it, set up your battle map and put a mini on it and count four squares out from them. And you suddenly realize that is a big huge, radius. Huge, huge reach. Crazy um, reach. And that anything coming into it, you can attack. Mm. Yeah. Wild. Good fun. That's the Cavalier, though. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but the Cavalier relying on maneuvers. And it's, it is these maneuvers do have like tremendous cool factor to them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why like the fighter is not boring. And especially or, the battle like, yeah, master exactly. is not you boring. You can create completely unique characters. Like, do you want a very honor, like honorable samurai who commands like fight me to the death, you know, to forget everyone else. Let's one-on-one -on -one standoff style. And you could maybe pick up goading attack, which means now they need to make a wisdom save and on a failed save, they have disadvantage on all attack rolls against other targets or targets other than you until the end of your next turn. So you're now like, all right, face me, you know, sort of type. 
brave warrior, you know, taking the attention off of your injured teammates and putting it onto you or maneuvering attacks where now you can have all your friends move out of reach and you move in, you know, and uh, take over the combat and now your friends move in and things like that. Uh, menacing strikes where you can try and frighten things and turn the tide of battles. Things start to run away from you. Uh, parry. Uh, also menacing attack things like we talked about enemies fleeing a little bit in our dungeon master's workshop that could be something to consider if they pull off a menacing attack on like a a warlord could that cause the whole combat to like to like shift where now that goblin troop is like they sees their leader running away and they're like oh okay let's run you know and so they all run away that could be an interesting thing to play around with as a dm considering as well something like parry if you want to get a little bit better like dueling swashbuckler style thing without being a, a rogue uh precision attacks if you want to be a, a sharp shooter type thing or even if your dm sort of put in rifles maybe like you know getting precise rifle shots on the battlefield and being that sort of guy pushing attacks pushing things up to 15 feet away can be crazy especially if you then push it into the reach of your sentinel yeah <laughs> polar master friend there is a rally one here as well if you um if you're building a character and you take something like um inspiring leader as the feat which is one where you give short speeches and everybody in your party gets boosted and you want to keep doubling down on that theme that you want to try and build this character who is very much this leader of the party who can keep saying things to everybody in the party that gives them this little batch of oh, temporary temporary hit points um rally on your turn as a bonus action you use your superiority die to bolster the resolve of one of your companions when you do so choose a friendly creature you can see or hear or who can who, see or hear you yes that's right because you need to be able or to say hear. come on you're gonna be okay you got this the or creature, give him a stern look the creature gains temporary hit points equal to the superiority die plus your charisma modifier exactly so maybe start investing in charisma if you're gonna if you're gonna be a well if you're gonna be a leader yeah. if you're gonna have this like leadership type go thing, captain america go captain america pick have, up shield <laughs> pick up, interception have, or something but yeah, yeah have, like, have a fair chunk of charisma going on tandem tactician maybe um, and yeah, it's there's you could do something like that for sure where you're rallying really good at, exactly. at rallying everybody. This. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That could be a very cool Captain America style build if you pick up a, a shield, yeah. battle master. Well, and especially if you if you fancy yourself a fairly good talker at the table. Mm. Um good role player. If you want to be a very role play heavy Well, exactly. If you if you feel you can really role play that leadership, you can do a sort of Captain America vibe spontaneously at the table if you're good at improvising you know uh inspiring motivational talk then yeah that that could be hugely fun yeah, um, a very fun unique fighter a charisma yeah. fighter and and what, what if you like just dump all your other stats and just keep and okay if you're, constitution if you're really caring okay and you're really there to help the party and, and the charisma. Yeah, and they feel like that you're that you're always you know that you're helpful to the team um that maybe maybe the party will make you their actual leader yeah um and i've played or many pick up a couple levels of sorcerer I have, then i have you're good with charisma or I have, bard even get jack of all trades sure i've played in uh games where we've had actual like leaders for the party and it makes a huge difference to actually have somebody yeah. who makes the decisions if you want your, your game to go faster have a decision have maker a leader yeah, exactly. at the table who's decisive who says I I think we should do this. Any objections, and then you you hear out anybody who's got a problem, and then you make the decision. Yeah. And that way, it's like who's talking here? Like you know, like yeah. this is a decision our group needs to make. I'm going to present this decision, and we can discuss it as a group. You know, not yeah. taking like this is what we're doing. I don't care what you say, but instead like this is, could be what we're doing. What does everyone think? You know, and not but, letting it like. But fall instead of to dead instead silence, of when that exactly. DM goes, what do you do? And everybody just kind of looks at each other, and there's like crickets chirping in the background like, jumps into it so the leaders thing is the dm can really look to the leaders what is your what is your party going to do mm. and i think it's a great character and yeah you can have a lot of stuff worked out you're even if it's a human yeah it'd be very fun. you can you can and you can make unilateral decisions if you need to um as long as the party always sees that you're acting in the their best yeah. interest they might well, fire consider you picking if you don't. up consider picking up a charisma based race yeah i mean charisma fighter is an interesting Maybe idea pick up a tiefling be an inspiring tiefling or an asimar sure awesome r sorry it's awesome r like awesome. awesome it is awesome r people say asimar but that's not great it's awesome r yeah I, that's something i learned matt mercer has beautiful voice awesome r that he yes. does on D, D beyond you can listen to uh, but also things like sweeping attacks if you want a little bit more like considering like people who sweep 
uh, underneath people's feet and also, or sorry, no, that's a trip attack is different, knocking people prone, but sweeping attack, you can target two creatures at the same time. Uh, choose another creature within five feet of the original target within your reach. If the original attack roll would hit the second target, it takes damage equal to the number you roll on your superiority die. The damage is of the same type dealt by the original attack. And so you're you're now your big brutish, maybe some sort of street thug that's sweeping attack with this big great club and slams one enemy into the next, you know, like dealing massive blows. And you could be like a huge orc type thing, you know, or a tiny little halfling who's gone uh, trigger happy, you know, and is now like firing wild shots, like piercing, like bouncing between enemies and things like that near each other, like explosive rocks that you've got, like with your shooting off with your sling that are hitting multiple enemies next to each other. Things like that. Then, as you get, th those are our, our maneuvers. You know, those are easy to read through. I think a lot of great options. They also have some stuff in the class feature variants, some new maneuvers as well. But I'll, I'll let you look that up on your own time if you want that. Uh, then is the know your enemy ability, which I think is also a very helpful role playing thing, especially if you're a very leader character. You can then immediately start the conversation with, I know that they're like, blah, 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 their strength score is this. That's a little bit meta here. What I would change with this or how i would role play this is that i spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat which is rosamund you can learn certain information about its capabilities compared to your own i think that's a key word there compared to your own or to another creature i think the way well, here it says the dm tells you if the creature is your equal superior or inferior in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice strength score deck score con score armor class hip current hit points total class level and fighter class levels yeah, I mean, you always want to try and find a way to get. You don't want the chit chat at the between the players at the table to end up devolving into mechanics. Yeah, what is its strength score? You know, like yeah, we want to try to avoid these things as much as now we can. Like, I, I, I try to assess him, observing Does he my look stronger from than across me? the bar. You know, before we. Does he, or like I, I stand across the battlefield looking, flipping through my papers and looking at our, the approaching enemy, you know, or things like that. It's like, all right, uh, you can tell this thing is massive, hulking, huge, and it's definitely strong. You can tell for sure it's yeah. stronger than you. Not only this, but, well, you're actually thinking about this. As it's coming towards you, you can see it's like ungainly movement. You think it's actually perhaps less dexterous than you. And you're like, oh, okay, good to know. Or maybe it's armor class. You see it's thick hide. This thing is very like yeah. in comparison with you this thing's gonna be really hard to hit yeah or yeah something like that that's that's a great way to do it the hit point thing could be you know does it look like it'd be harder to take down than me mm. like it doesn't like you don't say uh, oh it's ac is too higher than you or it's ac yeah. is 19 like you don't say that what yeah. you say as a dm it's an to over your battle master is that yeah, like describe like, oh yeah, this thing. And you could say significantly or yeah, significantly higher, like or not higher than a fraction of yours. Close. It looks maybe perhaps a little tougher than you, but and that way that's very it's generous. Not a, it's, but again, this truth be told, <laughs> these aren't huge insights. It's true. I mean, given this is a whole chunk of your, your I mean, it's your seventh level thing. That's a very useful feature. Thing. You think? Yeah, mm. knowing something's armor class at the gate, so yeah. you know, like okay. This, this thing's going to be up to hit. Let's stack up against this thing. We need to deploy our big, heavy spells. How many hit points is it at right now? You know, like, uh, it does have to be outside of combat. But you can think, okay, this thing has over 100 hit points or, like, way, like, crazy hit points. Like, uh, yeah. you know, or this thing doesn't have a lot of hit points. Sure. And, uh, yeah, you, um, yeah, I don't know. I sort of feel like most of the time when we're fighting things in as players, I'm keeping track of people's roles and when they say, you know, whether the DM says that hits or doesn't hit. But you can now and a lot get of players at the table do. Yeah, so, like, so we're like, oh, you know, 18 hits, 16 doesn't. Uh, then when somebody gets a 17, okay, 17 still hits. And now we know that AC is. Yeah, but the truth the is, truth it doesn't is, give you the pure number. It doesn't matter much because you roll. I mean, it's true, but it, there's no like limit to how many times you can use it. And it's literally just a minute observing like a creature. Sure. You know, it could be like, oh, we, we spend a minute like looking at our enemy from above, it you looks, know? It sounds cooler than that. Or looking at the king, you know? Has the king, like, what's the king's armor class? What's his constitution like? Is he wearing any armor? Can I tell that? How strong does he look? How strong is the king? As, as I spend a minute talking with him. I guess. You know, it's, or the evil it's not exactly It's not with. exactly as good as knowing uh, 
resistances and immunities. It's true. It's true. But still, this is a very like I think this is very similar to the mastermind ability, uh, which gives a very similar yeah. sort of knowing st- stats and meta knowledge about your opponent in a way that feels roleplay thematic, which I'm okay with. Tenth level, moving to tenth level, we have improved combat superiority. Your yeah. super dice. I'm just calling them super because superior blah, blah, blah. superiority is. Yeah, the super dice is fun. Super or even soup dice. Oh yeah, soup dice. Soup dice. They, or, all your soup dice turn into yeah. d10s. Hot soup on a rainy day. At tenth level, your soup dice turn into d10s. I want to. My chef has soup dice. This is a mechanic. Oh, I just love the idea of like having like just calling something dice. You know, like anything dice. Soup dice. All right. We're gonna build a, 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 a chef, chef subclass. A chef subclass the that soup, has soup dice. The the soup maker. I don't know what kind of subclass that would be, but like, all right, you you have a number of soup dice per you day. Can, you can put the soup dice bonus. into making like really good soups. Exactly. Or you could throw people soup on people, and you can add your soup die to the attack roll. Yeah. You can heal people with your soup using your soup dice modifiers. But your soup dice in a d tens uh, as a battle master at tenth level, which is fun. And at twenty or at eighteenth level, not twenty twelve. They turned D twelve. The fabled D twelve. The D twelve. You see it perhaps the most as a barbarian, but not very much as anything else. I mean, there are a couple situations like perhaps a toll of the dead or yeah, things that doesn't come up that rare. often, which is rare. unfortunate because it's such a cool dice. Your hit dice are D twelve as a barbarian. Your great axe may very well be a D twelve. You don't like, see it that often because people would prefer two D sixes. Your averages are two, higher. Yeah, two D six uh, is better than one D twelve. You're likely to get something. Your, yeah. The minimum you can roll is two, and the average you'll roll is seven. Yeah, and you get a lot of set, that that range of six to nine sort exactly. of vibe. There's a lot more happens averages. A lot. Like you're, you're, you don't hit twelve exactly. as much when you just roll a d twelve. It's up to for grabs, you know. But probability you're more likely, wise, you're, anything yeah. is likely. You're you've got better chance of a twelve than you do with two trying to hit two sixes. Exactly. But. Well, I mean. Yeah, but more you have a better chance of getting good average with two d six. You but, do your your minimums are better usually mm, exactly. But there's sometimes when they roll for things like they'll do two d six minus one if it's like eleven options, you know. Yeah. But then you'll end up probably with a six most of the time. So make six the most common choice if you're making tables like that. Quick Don't tip. make tables like that. Um, Build it. Add a twelfth thing, <laughs> or just add another one that says roll again. Yeah. Add, yeah. Honestly, that's a better way to do it. Add twelve and just say roll again, or roll twice on the next one. Yeah, Make it fun. well, depends. What you're giving away. What you're giving away, you know? Like, are they turning into a new race or like turning <laughs> you, into a monster? You get two races. Yeah, ah! Your body splits in half. <laughs> as you're, you're, like, uh, ah! you're now a halfling Eric Okra. Or like half of you is like a you're huge just a, orc and like just, the other half is like a tiny halfling. Or you're the size of a halfling but look like an orc. Ugh. Poor you. <laughs> or the size of the an orc and look like a halfling. Oh, oh, that's even worse somehow. Like that's like seems really wide to me. I, don't I thought that like a halfling size aracocras kind of sounds fun. Mm. A little baby aracocra. It's very stealthy. Little tiny little. Can't that's fly. kind of what kenkus are. It's more like a penguin. Yeah. Well, you could play a kenku penguin. Honestly, I think kenkus were meant to be penguins. They're kind of fun. They're flightless. Just give them a swimming speed and you're good. Imagine a bit like pingu and it's just like a. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. And all you do is sit at the table three hours every session. Is going. That's our pingu battle mat. That's our rally. That's our inspiring leader. That's our inspiring and leader. And that's like your that. inspiring leader. Here's your rally. There. Exactly. You and you're like, yes, that's that's exactly. Everybody's what got I was temporary thinking. hit points. Everybody's got bolst- bolstered up. Uh, I love your tables. It sounds so much fun. Fifteenth level is uh, the relentless feature. So when you roll for initiative and have no superiority dice remaining, you get one back. Yay. Then 18th level, like we discussed, your superior dice turn into the, those fable D12s. And just like that, you've got, I think, perhaps the best fighter subclass there is currently. I mean, I'm just looking at other things. Renegade, I hate. Samurai, I like. Rune Knight is going to be scrapped soon, let's be honest. Build uh, one now. Build one now while you, it's still there. Why Purple Dragon Knight is uh, pretty terrible. Uh, this is a... Battlemaster is a better support than Purple Dragon Knight. And that's all about supporting. Like, its whole thing is like rallying cries and use yeah, your second wind I mean, I things to... I prefer it over... Like, exactly. It's... Over almost any of the uh, the new mm. UA things. I mean, if you wanted to have that... And it's it's cool like that you can say that there is something straight out of the player's handbook that is... doesn't You know, hasn't had a, a lot of adaptation or crazy stuff 
bolted onto it to make yeah. it work. It's just a good, fun thing just to fun. play. I mean, simple as in it's, it, it, I'd say it isn't simple given there are a lot of choices that you can make, but. But also that creates an opportunity. Exactly. So if you don't want to make your fighter look like the guy with the, you know, half uh, plate and long sword. Boring, 13 and everything. You, you make her, you make her look like uh, a merchant. You give her a cool waistcoat and a, you know, white shirt and a tie and you give her like a like a cool cap of some sort and her hair mm -hmm. pulled back and she's yeah she doesn't look like your typical you know crazy fighter but her moves her crazy. reposts and her parries. Um, parries and her evasive footwork and stuff you're like whoa that's yeah. what's going on and here pair with the fighting styles i mean i may publish my expanded fighting styles on reddit or something for playtests yeah. if you want to look after and that maybe she gets two-handed maybe she like she yeah. pulls out this dagger out of nowhere suddenly and it's Poof, like and it's like and she's like two hands fighting exactly. with it or perhaps it's the the big minotaur slouched over his, his desk carefully practicing calligraphy with his calligrapher <laughs> supplies yeah i can almost like sort of just see his tongue to can sort of like taps the end of his tongue with the the yeah. quill sort of cleans it and then like it's like and blowing on that ink to dry it off it's like beautiful like these beautiful letters yeah and this big like like minotaur like the like the then the barbarian comes in oh you ruined it it's like that. very fun but that's make yourself a battle master you know yeah. play it out if you try out playing out a, it's a battle it's not master. as boring as you chance. think it, it can be a That's, very it's a, a quick way to make a very interesting fighter especially if you pick up perhaps a magic initiate get a little bit of spell casting although we've yeah. tried to steer away from spell casting this episode and yeah. so you don't need it to make an interesting character yeah. there's many options especially with feats to get a crazy cool and character. as we Look were at talking about at the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. even you know dumping a lot of your asi into just whether well, it's like yeah, Their getting good stats. Ability score improvement, you know, boost your Could stats. Be good. Get your, your strength to 20, up. get your dex to 20, get your con to 20, get yeah. your intelligence to 20. Or charisma, or charisma we were talking like we earlier. With that rallying like, stuff, yeah. Have Why quite, not? The, quite the leader. Exactly. Um, she could really, you know, be the sort of person who says all the right things to the party at the right time. Maybe a bit of a mothery type figure to them that helps them all feel a lot better before going into to the next fight. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I don't see an issue with that at all. Be cool. A There's idea. lots of cool, neat lots ways cool you idea. could you could do. You no, know, in fact, we're gonna be publishing an article with three unique Battlemaster builds. Are we this week? Okay. Yeah, check it out. Look out for it. <laughs> um, I I'd be as surprised to see it as anybody. <laughs> all right, I'll get on that right away. <laughs> Uh, thank you thank you for joining us this week my name is Jack Oway and I am uh, Jay trained for trained for combat what is it is I trained for trained for danger trained for danger trained for danger I'm trained for danger Jay and we will see you again next week bye bye